Hey guys, it's Tim and this is Pro Wrestling Unlimited as we are here on the 2nd of July, 2022 to talk about everything that went down tonight at Money in the Bank. I thought Money in the Bank overall was a pretty good show. There are some things where you can be like, eh, I don't know about that. But other than the one or two little meh moments, I thought overall this was another good premium live event or pay-per-view, whatever you want to say, by WWE. Also, Mr. Bangs, uh, Cena may not be available for SummerSlam. Just saying. Cena may not be available for SummerSlam. His Looney Tunes movie is currently filming, and last I heard, it's supposed to be filming all summer. So, he may not be available to wrestle at the end of July if he's got a movie currently filming right now, and I could double-check on that. Let's see. John Cena, Wiley Coyote movie. Um, are they still filming? Come on, come on. Why is this not loading? But as far as the show goes, we got, you know, two-ish new stars pushed and pushed big. People always complain about well, you know, oh, WWE never pushes anybody new. WWE never pushes anybody new. Well, we got Liv not only winning Money in the Bank, but also winning the championship. That's somebody new-ish getting pushed. And then we got Theory, who's technically a new guy on the main roster. Been around for maybe a year-ish on the main roster. I mean, we've known from NXT forever, but new on the main roster and Money in the Bank. So it's like... Everyone's complaining the Theory won, yet they're the same people that complain, WWE never pushes anybody new. WWE only pushes the same five, six people. So it's like, you can't complain one way, and then when they do what you want, complain again because it's not who you want. It's not what you like. It's not who you like. You can't, what's the phrase? I don't know. You can't bitch and moan just to bitch and moan on what you're bitching and moaning about when they do, you know? So it's like, you can't have it both ways. You can't say, well, I want them to push somebody new. I want somebody new to get a big opportunity. I want somebody new to win a big match. And then when somebody new wins a big match, you're still bitching and moaning. No. No, 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 no. But with that, before we get into everything, I want to say thank you for joining me here. If you're watching live, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. If you're watching later or listening later, thank you for doing so. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or on podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher. Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Pod, Apple Pod, and so much more. Captain, I'm just going to say, Captain Parasite says, he debuted in 2020 with Seth. No. No. We don't count that. WWE doesn't count that. He got sent back to NXT. That was a refresh. That was a restart. Doesn't count. He's been in, on the main roster, technically, in this role, actually getting used right for less than a year. So it's like, that old shit don't count. It doesn't count. But we'll see how this all does go. I feel like theory, and I'll say it here late. Well, I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that. Why is my eye bugging the shit out of me? Uh, anyways, anyways. I won't stop watering. I have these issues all the time. Go to the doctor and they go, oh, you got dry eyes. Anyways. Anyways, technically theory, this version of theory, this incarnate, he's still a young guy. I mean, he's still a young guy. He signed with WWE when? 2019? That's still a new person being pushed. So you don't say, oh, he's been around for a while. But, uh, he signed with WWE in 2019, in fall of 2019. So that's still a new person. That's still only three years ago. You're still new, especially when you've barely been on the main roster. Because if you think about it, that stint he did on the main roster with Seth was what? Not even six months. Um, March till August. March. Three months. So, no. 
that doesn't even count. That doesn't even count. The stuff he did on the main roster the first time doesn't even count. He was on the main roster for three months, and it's not like he was even used every single week. So, no. No. But, back to my little rigmarole really fast. If you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either be like Rosario2, no, 9248 recently did subscribe with a tier subscription. Also, remember, you can subscribe with Amazon Prime, and it can be anybody's Amazon Prime account, whether that's your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your grandma, your grandpa, your best friend, your best friend's wife, your best friend's wife's mom, sister's brother's dad, anybody, anybody, anybody. Take that Prime account. Take that Twitch account. You link them together, bada bing, bada boom. You're Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. But remember, if you follow us on YouTube, you can help us out over there by hitting that join button and becoming a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access to podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. But also remember... That, well, you can get all that at patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. If doing so on Patreon more directly supports us because, well, YouTube ain't taking their big old 30% cut, if not more. And it's easier for you guys because it's just that content. You don't have to weed through all the other regular YouTube content. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Ooh, that was a little loud. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Buy something. Whether that's something new, something old, something free, claiming a free game, or getting bucks. Use the code PWUnlimited. It'll ask you to check out for a creator code, and you got a creator code, PWUnlimited. Whether that's on your computer through the Epic Store Launcher, on your PlayStation, Xbox, or Nintendo Switch for Fall Guys, Rocket League, or Fortnite. It'll ask you if you got a code, and you got a code, PWUnlimited. But with that, we've got a show to talk about. And we're going to jump ahead real fast because I see people talking about this in the chat. And I'm going to pull up some images. No, that was not The Fiend. So they played an interesting video tonight during the pay-per-view where a lot of people were like, oh, is that The the Fiend coming back? Wait, Gable Steveson video. Like, I don't know why you would think that was for Gable Steveson. If you thought that was Gable Steveson, then you're straight up idiot. And I'm going to say it right here. Straight up idiot. You thought that was for Gable Steveson. You're a dumb, dumb, big old dumb, dumb. So this video plays and it's kind of ominous. And we see a lot of blue and red lights, a lot of candles. We see the crow that they used in the sting entrance video. We saw some of the same flickers like the Bray Wyatt entrance video. And then we get some references to some old things. Like a Latino Heat Texas license plate. We got a gold medal. The Latino Heat Texas license plate, Eddie Guerrero. Gold medal, Kurt Angle. Got an arm sleeve, Jeff Hardy. Glasses, Dudley Boys. Who has feuded with all of these people? The Dudleys, the Hardys, Kurt Angle, Eddie Guerrero. Well, Edge. Yep. This was a, I guess you could say, vignette for Edge. Nothing to get overworked about. It's just for Edge. That's it. Edge, 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 Edge. And for everybody that's, oh, I can't be Edge. That's got to be somebody new or somebody coming back or something. It's Edge. Telling you right now, it's Edge. Don't get your hopes up for anything else. Like, don't. I had so many people, when I posted the video, go, Oh, uh, that that for Gable Steveson? Why would you think that's for Gable Steveson? Just because the one Olympic gold medal? Why would they bring Gable Steveson? Also, there was a bunch of crosses. Apparently, that was supposed to be for Christian. Anyways, why would you think this dark and demented video was for Gable Steveson? Because they screwed up Parker Bordeaux and made him some dark character that failed? No. This was for Edge. It means Edge is coming back soon, most likely Monday. I expect Edge versus Balor at SummerSlam. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I could pull it up right here from my Twitter. We had, how many people say Gable Steveson? Hold on. Hold on. That's not what I wanted. Like, let me go Twitter. Go here. Let's go here. 
I'll pull the tweet itself up. It's Gable Steveson. Come on. I guess Gable will be joining Judgment Day. Gable Steveson. Gable Steveson. Like, really? 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 And those are just on my replies. There's a bunch of other people. Will that be for Gable Steveson? has got an Olympic gold medal. Look at the context clues, dummies. Anyways. Anyways. Also, we've got the wrong... See the... Pay-per-view results. There we go. All right. So that's all that was. That's all that was. Has nothing to do with Bray Wyatt. Has nothing to do with anybody else other than Edge. But let's talk about this show. Let's talk about money in the bank, which kicked off with the women's money in the bank ladder match. And right from the get-go, I had a, I had a, and a lot of people had a very good feeling that Liv was winning. She came down to the ring crying. Like she was already emotional very emotional when this match started, like before the match even started. So I'm like, oh, Liv already gave it away. Liv already gave away that she's winning. But the match itself, really good. Most of the women worked really hard. Well, they all worked really hard, but not everything hit. There was some stuff with Lacey Evans that didn't look good. There was some stuff with Shotzi that didn't look good, which really shocked me. There's also some stuff with um, even Becky Lynch, there was this, you know, everybody had a, a spot or two that didn't look good, but it really showed with Shotzi and Lacey Evans. Spots not looking good for some reason, especially Shotzi. They really sh uh, shocked me. So early on, everyone except for Lynch and Asuka jumped out of the ring. The two then fought over some ladders as Lynch and, uh, no, the others outside fought over some ladders as Lynch and Asuka went one-on-one -on -one inside the ring. Asuka tried setting up a ladder, but Lynch cut her off. Fans broke into a loud Becky chant. Also, Becky was the first one to come out. Major pop for Becky. Right before Liv won and Becky was climbing the ladder all by herself, this crowd was going bananas like they wanted Becky to win. So crazy to see. Asuka dropped Lynch and Morgan onto a ladder. Rodriguez cleared the ring and tried picking up the ladder with Morgan and Lynch on it. Morgan and Lynch worked together to set up, a double suplex, uh, set up for a double suplex. Rodriguez reversed it and suplexed both of them onto a ladder. Excuse me. Rodriguez ended up wedged between the ladder and a corner. Shotzi tried running up the ladder and slipped. Everyone ended up laying on the ladder before Becky bounced off the middle rope and kind of just like tried to do her leg drop thing. She landed on like whoever was on the end and then they all sold it, even though like it didn't really hurt most of them. So Bliss set up a ladder. Oh, Bliss also hit a moonsault splash and then set up a ladder. But Rodriguez cut her off. Bliss fought back and set her in, uh, sent her into the ladder. And the ladder kind of like twisted and twerked and fell and Bliss hit it way weird. Bliss trapped Rodriguez between the ladder and the corner again. Asuka then dropped Shotzi on the ladder. Asuka and Evans climbed the ladder, but Lynch tipped it over. Evans took out Asuka and climbed up the ladder. The fans started booing as Evans climbed up the ladder. Shotzi pulled her off. And the fans popped. People did not want to see uh, Lacey Evans even look like she could win this match. Evans then knocked down Shotzi. No. Yes, they climbed back up the ladder. Evans knocked down Shotzi, and Shotzi and Evans was all alone. Fans blew to get booed again. Rodriguez came between Evans and the ladder. Morgan then climbed up to a huge pop. Morgan gave Evans a sunset bomb going over Rodriguez. Bliss tried to climb up, but Shotzi got her in the electric chair. Shotzi tried diving, driving Bliss into the ladder while, uh, while on her shoulders. They both fell over and crashed hard onto a ladder. Fans broke out into a loud Shotzi chant. Shotzi then missed a senton in a scary-looking spot and hit the back of her head on a ladder. Again, a couple Shotzi spots, not looking great. This one, kind of can't blame Shotzi for, though. The other one where she slipped trying to run up the ladder, yeah. And she was running slow. How does she slip and running slow? Anyways, I really can't say I never tried it myself. But Asuka then took out Lynch with a kick, and Rodriguez and Asuka fought around ringside. Rodriguez set up a ladder bridge between the apron and the announce desk. They fought on the table and teased a powerbomb spot. Asuka ended up on a ladder bridge. 
Lynch jumped off of a ladder onto Asuka, basically butt first, kind of tried to do her leg drop thing, kind of overshot it just a little bit. They crashed and burned, and the fans chanted, this is awesome. In the ring, three ladders were set up. Evans and Bliss fought on one ladder, while Shotzi and Rodriguez fought on the other. Becky then jumped in and pushed over both sets of ladders, knocking down all four women. Becky then started to climb as the crowd was cheering big. Morgan jumped back in and cut off Lynch. She climbed up a second ladder and pushed, and Lynch pushed it over. Morgan got her foot on the top rope and pushed the ladder back, saving herself. She then knocked down Becky, pulled down the briefcase to a massive pop, and became Miss Money in the Bank. So there you go. Liv Morgan wins Money in the Bank. Ain't the last time. Ain't the second to last time. So I'll live three times on this show. Three times. Also, Captain Parasite. That video had nothing to do with The Fiend, my guy. Nothing. Nothing. Jesus freaking Christ. Uh, since that I said Shotzi had blood on her face. Yeah, not 100% sure where that came from. Wasn't the only one to bleed tonight, too. Bobby Lashley got busted in the mouth. Um, as Liv Morgan was celebrating her win, Becky was freaking out and throwing a fit at ringside. She then aired a Cody Rhodes video, same one we saw last week on Monday. And then we got a video package hyping up Theory versus Bobby Lashley. Also, the women's ladder match went 16 and a half minutes. U.S. title match, 11. Lashley and Theory had a pretty good match. I liked this match. It felt like it dragged a little in the middle, like they were trying to stretch for time, which is weird because, well, this show literally could have been two and a half hours. We didn't need all the stupid video packages about random wrestlers. Like, we don't need it. It's not like you're on a version of... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We got video packages about... Kevin Owens. We got video packages about The Miz. We got video packages about a number of different people. Maybe four of them, I want to say. You could have took those five to ten minute video packages. They were at least five to ten minutes each. You could have took those out and just went, boom. One match is over. Give me like a backstage segment. Or cut to the announcers while we're setting the next thing up. And then, boom. You got the next match in like three minutes. Four minutes. All of this stretching it out didn't need to happen. WWE wanted this show done before the big matches of UFC started. Well, you could have had this show done a half hour earlier, if not more, if you didn't have all those stupid superstar highlight packages. They're just, they're not needed. For all the crap I give to AEW, their pay-per-view pacing is what I really like. It's match, replays, announcers talking, next match ready to go, two, three minutes after the last match is over. WWE needs to fix that. They need to adopt that. Because it's not like, it's not like, okay, you got two versions of Peacock here. After a match, one version goes to commercial. So we got to get this random. No. Because on the regular version of Peacock, they see the same video. It's not like they're getting a commercial. They see the same superstar video. On the other version, the not, there's the free Peacock. There's the basic Peacock you pay five bucks for. And then there's the premium Peacock you pay 10 bucks for for no ads. But the basic, they're still seeing the same superstar videos. Anyways. Anyways. Bobby Lashley Theory said this was a good match. Fans broke out into a loud Bobby chant right at the start of the match. Theory ran at Lashley, but he slammed Theory down hard. He set her for the spear, but Theory rolled out of the ring. Theory tried to, uh, Lashley tried to drive Theory into the ring post. Theory blocked it and drove Lashley into the ring post instead. Dead. Fans broke out into a loud Theory sucks chant. Theory jumped off the apron and Lashley tried catching him, but they fell. Lashley recovered and drove Theory into the ring post. Lashley went for a spear again, but Theory dropped down. Theory took over after dropping Lashley onto the corner. He followed this up with a running clothesline. Theory hit a left hand for a one. He then hit a super kick from the apron for a near fall. Theory slowed down the pace with a chin lock. Lashley escaped and went for the hurt lock, but Theory slipped out. Lashley, though, was still in control. Lashley ran wild and set up for a suplex. Theory slipped out and rolled out of the ring. Theory then went for a rolling drop kick, but Theory got him in a press slam. No, Theory went for the rolling drop kick, but Lashley got him in the press slam for a near fall. Theory regained control and eventually actually hit, uh, hit Bobby Lashley with a spear. 
as he was trying to set up for the A-Town down. Lashley escaped that, put on the Hurt Lock, and picked up the victory with Theory tapping out. The Theory taps out, and Bobby Lashley becomes the brand new WWE United States Champion. Also, I do want to thank uh, What's Up 242 for the subscription here on Twitch. Really do appreciate that, guy. Really do appreciate that. Any way you guys can support us is very appreciated. The more you guys support us, the more you subscribe to the channel, the more you do all that. Well, we can keep doing even more. You want more live streams than just the one, two, three, four, five we do a week? Well, support us here on Twitch, and we can do even more. Support us on Patreon. We can do exclusive ones over there as well. But thank you for the Prime subscription. What's up, 242? Lashley's the new United States champion. Cool. I feel like that was a good way to go, especially with what happened at the end. Now, Theory loses the belt, and they go, okay. My theory here, no pun intended, was Theory had to get the belt off of him for the Cena thing because they weren't going to do it for, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They weren't going to do it, Theory and Cena, whenever that is, for the belt. Also, thank you to, what's, uh, no, WWE Fan 34 for the Tier 1 subscription. Really do appreciate that. We're almost at a hype train, guys, here on Twitch. We need just a couple more bits or one more subscription. And we can hit a hype train. Come on, guys. We've got three and a half minutes. A little under three and a half minutes to hit that hype train. Let's go. Come on, guys. You can do it. I know you guys can do it. Support us. And let's hit that hype train. we got about three minutes to hit that hype train. Whether that's a gifted sub, a regular sub, or some bit donations. All is appreciated. But what I was thinking here is, Theory kind of had to lose the belt for what was coming next. And I wasn't thinking money in the bank. In the briefcase, I was thinking Cena. I didn't think they were going to do Cena versus Theory for the title. Now, maybe they could have because Theory did the whole, I'm the youngest, youngest U.S. champion. You didn't have this title at 24, but I do. I thought maybe, but in the end, I'm like, you know what? They're going to put the title on Lashley because Theory's going to drop it before he goes into the Cena thing whenever that actually is. In the back, Sarah Schreiber interviewed Liv Morgan. You know that she has a year to cash in the briefcase when asked when you will cash it in. Because you know what? Right now, all I want to do is focus on celebrating. And my thought went bubble, light bulb, Liv's cashing in tonight. When she made that line, I'm like, Liv's cashing in tonight. They want us to think that she's not. They want us to think, oh, she's going to go celebrate. So either she's going to be in the back hanging out, having fun, or she's going to leave to go celebrate. And... They wanted us to think that. Also, thank you, New Jeffrey, for subscribing with a Amazon Prime subscription for 19 months. Appreciate that. Also, we have hit the hype train. What's up? What's up? We've hit that hype train. We're at 94%. We've got four minutes and 40 seconds left on the hype train. Let's level that up. Let's go. Guys, thank you for all the support here tonight. Let's go. Remember, you can subscribe either with a tiered subscription. You can subscribe for free with Amazon Prime, or you can donate bits in the live chat as well. So, when Liv said, hey, I'm just going to focus on celebrating tonight, immediately I went, oh, she's cashing in. She's cashing in tonight. Because that was a, a swerve. They wanted us to think she's not cashing in. That she's not going to even think about it. That she's not focused on becoming the champion yet. Because she said, I'm just going to go celebrate because... I have to really think about when I'm going to cash in because I don't want to fail. I want to be able to cash in and make it a successful cash in. I don't want to just randomly cash in whenever. So that was just like, oh, she's cashing in night, like 100%. Like, I knew it. Like, it was obvious, very obvious that they did that to make some people, if not most, if whoever, think, okay, she ain't even thinking about cashing in tonight. Heck, she's celebrating. She's in Vegas. She's going to go leave and celebrate. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Miss video package before they aired a video hyping up Belair and Carmella. Bianca Belair and Carmella had an okay match. They went seven and almost two seven and a quarter, seven fifteen. So Carmella had the brief advantage early. Belair avoided Carmella with a backflip off the middle rope. Carmella fought back and went for a tilt-a-whirl head scissor. But Belair blocked it, and she reversed it into two backbreakers. Also, Corey Graves with a great line as Carmella's making her way out into the ring. He's like, you know, we got champagne in the back. We're all ready to celebrate. Heck, 
If Carmelo wins the Raw Women's Championship tonight, we may just have to renew our vows, Saxton. Triple H told me about a very romantic place here in Vegas. I just died. I about died of laughter when Corey Graves basically referenced Triple H and Stephanie's Vegas wedding. I about died. But going forward with the match, Carmelo took over for a little bit and hit a Bronco Buster for a near fall. Belair went for a slam and Carmelo slipped out. She pulled Belair down by her hair and the fans booed and broke out into an EST chant. Belair recovered and hit a delayed vertical suplex. Got a big pop off that. Followed this up with 10 punches in the corner. Belair missed a tackle and went shoulder first into the ring post. Carmella hit a super kick for a near fall. The finish then came when Carmella slapped Belair across the face. Belair snapped and hit the KOD to pick up the victory. So we're like, okay, it's over. Cool, whatever. Then all of a sudden, after the match, Carmella just attacks Bianca. Bianca slightly struggles to get to her feet at first. Fans boo, and then she just gets up. Carmella walks off. Eh, this ain't over. I'm like, what the hell was this for? People are like, that was a tease for Liv. I'm like, no, it wasn't. If that was a tease for Liv, then Liv would have came out and contemplated. Or we would have saw something of Liv backstage watching contemplating. That was not a tease for Liv. If you thought that was a tease for Liv, you're dumb. Because Bianca was down for no more than 30 seconds. No more than 30 seconds. That was not a tease. And if, they, if that was supposed to be a tease, well, that was a bad one. Because Bianca never looked down, never looked out, never even looked hurt. Unlike Ronda later on, we'll talk about. We got one minute left in the hype train. Come on, guys, you can do it. Either a tiered subscription, a free Amazon Prime subscription, or Twitch Bits. Let's keep that hype train going. We got 94%. We've got 50 seconds left on that level one hype train. Let's go, guys. I know you can do it. So, again, this really didn't make much sense. I get it. They wanted maybe pe- they maybe wanted people to think, oh, man, Bianca's down. Liv's going to come out. But I never thought that once. I literally never thought that once. Then they aired a SummerSlam commercial before airing clips of Logan Paul training and signing his contract with WWE. Fans booed this in the building. You can hear it. And then Paul, Paul basically said, I'm coming for you, Miz. And then they said Paul will be on uh, Raw Monday. Uh, what's up, 242 says, ain't three or four women that won money in the bank in the same... Oh. Yes, I read that wrong because it, you, you, for my dyslexic brain, it was worded weird. So you basically asked if... I get what you're saying. And most of the women that won it cashed in in the same night. Um, kind of. I think three did. Two have cashed in the next day. And the only person to not cash in with 24, I think the only person to not cash in their briefcase as far as women do go within 24 hours, maybe 48, is Carmella. Carmella held for like 287 days or something like that. But everybody else cashed in with either the day of or the next day. Or whenever the next Raw was. So next up is the undisputed unified WWE Tag Team Championship match. It was the Usos versus Street Profit. I'm saying it right now. This is the match of the first half of 2022. There has been, in my opinion, no better match this year than this match. A lot of people can go, oh, I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying match of the year so far. Match of the year so far. And then you have people, not even the best tag team match of the year. What about cage match? Uh, you know, the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks? No. This blew Lucha Bros and Young Bucks out the water. Usos, Street Profits, and they're going to probably do it again. This match was awesome. This match was tremendous, fantastic. All the kinds of praise you can give it, give it. Because if I said it was the best match of the first half of 2022, it would be this match right here. Usos, Street Profits, oh my goodness was this match good. And if you missed any of it, go back and watch it now. If you missed any of this match, go back and watch it. Watch it now. The Usos cut a promo before the match started. And Pat McAfee joined Michael Cole and Corey Graves on commentary. Cole mentioned the rumors of Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins having problems, which is still freaking weird. I don't know where that came from. And the fans broke out into a loud, we want the smoke chant. The match began. Jimmy shot Dawkins into the ropes and went for a monkey flip. Dawkins avoided with a cartwheel. 
Uh, Ford went for the frog splash, but Jimmy rolled out of the ring. Michael Wall says, does it get five stars? It should at least. Oh, well, I'm not a stars person, per se. But if you have, like, a five-star match that you think is, like, tip-top, it's probably better than that. Give this six stars. I'm not a stars person myself. If I had to rate it, I would give it six. I would say this is better than a perfect. I thought this was better than a perfect match. I literally thought this was better than a perfect match. Now, the finish itself, I guess it was all to set up a rematch. But I would say this was better than a perfect match. I'm going to say that right now. One of the best, if not the best tag team match I've ever seen. And one of the best matches of the last couple of years. And probably the best match, in my opinion, the best match we've seen all year. Now, since Saturday, you can't be going dumb saying eight stars. Eight stars. No. Out of what? Ten? Just going eight stars. Now that's just being a little preposterous. Back to the match. Um, Where was I? Where was I? Uh, Dawkins avoided it with a cartwheel. He then hit a spine buster on Jimmy. Ford went for the frog splash, but Jimmy rolled out of the ring. Ford led the fans in a suck it chant. The fans broke out into a loud McAfee chant as well. Usos gave Dawkins a suplex into the ring post to take over. Jimmy mocked Ford with the Rikishi splash. Dawkins then jumped to his feet and rocked Jimmy with the right hand. Ford tagged in and caught Jimmy with a kick to the head. He jumped off the top rope, but Jimmy rocked him with a super kick for a two. Usos slowed the pace down with a chin lock. Jay then knocked Dawkins off the apron with a super kick. The fans broke out into an Uso chant. Dawkins finally got the hot tag and hit a huge dive to the floor. He followed this up with a flying elbow on Jimmy. Dawkins hit a splash and a twisting uh, double underhook DDT for a two. Dawkins tossed Jimmy into the air, and Ford caught him in a back suplex for a near fall. The fans broke into a loud, this is awesome chant, as the Street Profits hit a blockbuster doomsday for a very close near fall. Fans thought that was the finish. Now, I thought that that was a good spot. I didn't think that was the finish, but there was another spot that I really thought, oh, shit. Street Profits just won, and then they didn't. Ford jumped over the Usos at one point, but they caught him with double super kicks for a close near fall. Fans thought that was the finish with the Usos getting the win and broke out into another loud This Is Awesome chant. Ford then dumped the Usos to the floor. He then jumped to his feet, ran across the ring, leapt over the turnbuckle to the outside. Holy sh... Nikes. He doing this spot never ceases to amaze me. Montez Ford doing the I'm going to run across the ring diagonally, jump over the turnbuckle to the outside, never ceases to amaze me. Like that is just one... Fantastic spot that you don't see anybody else do. Fans went bananas. Fox hit his spine buster on Jay and Ford hit a huge frog splash. I thought it was over. I thought that was it. And oh, right at the last second, Jimmy breaks up the pin. Fans popped. As like me, they thought it was the near fall. They thought it was the end. Fans broke out into a loud fight forever chant. Both teams got to their feet. They stood there for a moment. And then they just went at it. Fans going bananas, apeshit crazy. Usos got rid of Dawkins and rocked Ford with a double super kick. They then hit the 1D and picked up the victory. So there we go. The Usos win the match, retain the titles, but I think they're going to have to redo this match because when I think it was Jay went for the pin, maybe it was Jimmy. I can't remember exactly which one. Maybe Jimmy on Montez Ford. He wrapped his arm around, and I can pull up the image. I got the image of it here. Let's go. Let's pull up the image here. So, he wraps the leg and the shoulder, the arm, to really hold him down. But when he does, he's pulling the shoulder up. Referee in a spot watching the other shoulder. Doesn't see the shoulder up. Counts to three. One, two, three. Street Profits are in the ring going, hey, 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 shoulder up, shoulder up, shoulder up. And it is Jimmy making the pin, as I see in the image here. They're like, shoulder up, shoulder up. No, no. And Ford looks over at Pac and says, hey, my shoulder was up. Nah, uh-uh, that ain't it. No, no, no. And he goes, Pat McAfee or Corey Graves. One of them goes, well, looks like I'm going to have to run this one again. And Pat's like, well, that's one of the best matches, if not the best match I've ever called and been able to see live. I wouldn't mind seeing that again. So, however they set it up, this match is happening again. But you can't just do a match again. 
How do you top this match? How do you top this phenomenal match? This outstanding match? What kind of stip do you add to it? Street fight? Cage? I don't know. I don't know how you top this. Whether it's Street Fight, Extreme Rules, False Count Anywhere. Like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Uh, Mr. Banks says, and also Game Rush says, ladders? Everyone's saying ladder match. Maybe. I mean, actually, that would make sense because it's like, hey, my shoulder was up. And they go, okay, how about we hang them belts real high and we have to grab them down so you don't have to worry about shoulders. So that would make sense, doing it as a ladder match. And oh my God, those two teams in a ladder match. Woo! Have we ever seen the Street Profits in a ladder match? Hold on. Street Profits. They won the NXT Tag Titles in a ladder match. Okay. At NXT TakeOver 25. It was... Yes. So it was a ladder match with... It was a one, two, three, four-way ladder match. It was Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, the Street Profits, uh, Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and it was the Forgotten Sons. So they have done one ladder match before in WWE that I can find. I believe that's the only ladder match they've done, though, in the company. So, the profits. They're way better than they even were before. Uh, Jimmy Two Sweet says two out of three falls would go hard. Yes, it would. That would be great as well. But ladder makes sense because then you don't have to worry about, oh, what if the shoulder's up again? No, it's whoever can grab that belt high above the ring. Uh, Kevin Owens' video package played, and I want to pull up Kevin Owens' tweet because it was good. It was really good. I like Kevin Owens' tweet here about his video package. He tweeted out, pull it up on the screen. Whoop, wrong screen there. He tweeted out, because he was watching this show with his father. Tweeted out this right here. Hey, at WWE, I like the video package you guys aired about me. My dad also liked it. Thanks. And then he posted a picture of him and his dad. Very funny. Very funny, Kevin Owens. Gotta love him. Gotta love him. But as we move forward, they aired a video package hyping up Ronda Rousey and Natalia. And it's like, I really couldn't care more or less about this match. I really couldn't. Like, there's just, we all knew Ronda wasn't losing to Natty. Natty wasn't getting the belt. And there was just really, it was all kind of a dumb build, to be completely honest. The whole, Oh, I can't notice you without your rack out, Natty. I'm going to make you tap out with your rack out. And I'm like, okay, first off, why didn't they make it a submission match? I mean, it ended in a submission, but still. It was a 12 and a half minute match that didn't need to go that long at all. They had an okay match. I really can't say too much bad about the match. But there wasn't much to it. Probably got a good reaction during the introductions. And they started with some chain wrestling and traded some submission holds. Natty got the ankle lock, but Rousey reversed it. Natalia rolled through and stomped on Rousey's neck. Natalia took over and hit a discus clothesline for a near fall. She slowed the pace down with a sleeper hold. Natalia locked on an abdominal stretch, but Rousey countered it. Natalia reversed again, but then reversed into an arm bar. Natalia escaped and hit her running clothesline. Hold on, give me one second. Have a message I need to check. Why that loads? Let's see. Um, heck. Give me one second. I need to check this really quick. Um, sorry. I'll. That's nothing pertinent. We can check that later. So, where was I? Um, Natalia escaped an armbar attempt and hit a running clothesline. Natalia escaped again, another armbar, went for an armbar of her own. Rousey broke free and locked on a sharpshooter to a big pop from the crowd. Natalia made it to the bottom rope to break the hold. Rousey went for the armbar. Natalia recovered and sent Rousey to the floor. Rousey seemed to hurt her knee on the landing, and that played into the finish. Well, not the finish, but the aftermatch, the post-match. 
Italia then targeted the knee and locked on a sharpshooter on the apron. They said, Natty can't win on the apron. And then um, I think it was Michael Cole goes, well, Natty doesn't care about, well, no, Michael Cole said Natty can't win on the apron. And then Corey Graves said, well, Natty doesn't care about winning. She wants to inflict pain into Ronda Rousey. Rousey, though, did uh, counter the sharpshooter and flipped Natty hard, headfirst into the ring post, like hard. Rousey then went for the armbar, but Natalia reversed into another sharpshooter in the ring. Rousey broke free, caught Natty in yet another armbar, and picked up the victory to retain SmackDown Women's Championship. So uh, Natty leaves. Ronda's in the ring. She can't stand on her own. Uh, holding on to the ropes. Like, oh, I can't put any weight on my right leg. All of a sudden, bah, dah, dah, bah, dah, dah, bah, dah, dah. Liv Morgan's music hits, and she bolts down to the ring hands the referee the briefcase and starts jumping up and down. Like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. The ref hands the briefcase over. Amanda Irvin says, Liv Morgan is cashing in her money in the bank briefcase. He says, Rhonda, you ready to go? All right, ring it. Uh, crowd's going wild. Rousey tries to get to her feet. She's to her feet, but she can't really still put any pressure on that right leg. Bell rings and Rousey immediately shoots the half and goes for an ankle lock and gets it in. But Morgan kicks the bad leg and uh, out from Rousey, slips out of the ankle lock, rolls up Ronda, pins her, and becomes the new SmackDown Women's Champion. So there we go. Liv Morgan, SmackDown Women's Champion. But it wasn't all. After the match, Ronda had the belt. Went right up to Liv, handed the belt to Liv, and actually hugged her. And I go, whoa, 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 what the, what the, what is Ronda? This ain't Ronda. This is not a Ronda move. This is a, hey, you're going to do this, and this is what you want you to do. And Ronda, we've always heard the, Ronda does whatever's told of her. Whatever they book for Ronda to do, Ronda does. A lot of times, Ronda likes to speak her mind in her own promos. But when there's a scripted thing that, Ronda's got to do. She does it and doesn't complain to do whatever. Because this did not feel like a Ronda move to take the belt and hand it to the person that just beat you. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Crowd broke out into a loud You Deserve It chant. And they gave Liv time to celebrate in that ring. Like, they gave her time to stand in that ring and soak it all in. Michael Cole then said, what was it, eight years ago, the WWE Performance Center opened and there was a young woman came up to me that I didn't know at the time, shook my hand, and told me one day she would be SmackDown Women's Champion, and that one woman was Liv Morgan. There we go. Liv Morgan, SmackDown Women's Champion, and also with them taking the belt off of Ronda does make me think, is that because Ronda is going to take some time off? Does that mean we don't get Ronda at SummerSlam? That would be an interesting move. Stadium show, you would think they'd want Ronda, but what do they do? Ronda and Liv at SummerSlam? Does Ronda get the belt back? Does Liv beat Ronda and pin her again? I don't know. That's the interesting one to think. That's the interesting one to think. They got a Drew McIntyre hype video. It then showed a huge, big, long video recapping Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar and setting up their match for SummerSlam. They also said, this will be the last time these two fight for the title because it's last man standing. And my first thought was, is it really? Is this really the last time we're going to get Brock and Roman for the belt? Is it really? As the Olsen twins said, on the Little Rascals, are you sure? They said to Darla, are you sure? With that, we go into our main events. 20 half, 25 and a half minutes. It was the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. It was Riddle, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Sami Zayn, Sheamus, Madcap Moss, and Omos. We think that's it. Everyone's in the ring, and all of a sudden we hear, hold on, hold on, hold on, excuse me, excuse me. I got to come out here, and I got to say one thing. I want to say, it's Adam Pierce. He goes, I want to say thank you to this amazing crowd here in Las Vegas. But when you're in Las Vegas, maybe you got to 
up the ante a little bit. He's like, to, to use a little Vegas terminology, I'll see your seven and raise you one more, becoming the eighth competitor here in Money in the Bank. Also, hella fireworks going off. You hear that? That's right outside my apartment. He said, the eighth competitor being added here to Money in the Bank. Theory. And immediately commentary goes, oh, that's Vince McMahon's doing. That's Mr. McMahon's doing. Theory lost earlier, so Mr. McMahon said, I'm going to give you another shot to prove yourself. And he stuck him in this match. So the big thing we're supposed to think, are we supposed to think that this is Vince abusing his power? That's what we're supposed to think. Is this Vince abusing his power? And then if Vince gets questioned about this, he's going to go, I'm the boss. I can do what I want. So we'll see. Because the whole reality becomes story. Everyone says, oh, Vince abuses his power with staff members and talent and this and that. And then he thinks he can do whatever he wants. Well, if Vince fucking comes out and congratulates Theory and says, I put you in this match because I can do what I want. Holy crap. Also, hella fireworks. Like I said it, but holy crap. Hella fireworks going on. Like literally right outside my glass door right here. Anyways, match was awesome. This ladder match hit in so many ways. It was so much fun to watch. I would go back and watch the tag match and both ladder matches again. The women's ladder match, maybe not. Maybe like the back half of that ladder match. But this, the men's ladder match and the tag match, I would for sure go watch again. I probably will. So... Early on, Omos has the advantage, and they I really got to commend WWE. No one assumed Om Omos was going to win, but also shout out Alexander Volkanovsky retains the UFC Heavyweight Championship. Anyways, no one thought Omos was going to win, but at least I think, in my opinion, they did a really good job making Omos at least seem like a big bad threat. So... He knocks everybody out of the ring. He knocks down Moss and Riddle with a ladder. In the ring, Riddle tried to go for a guillotine, but Omos broke free. McIntyre then rocked Omos with a Claymore kick. Theory tried sneaking up a ladder early on, but McIntyre and Sheamus stopped him. Rollins went for a pedigree on the ladder, and Riddle reversed it into a backdrop, sending Seth back first onto the ladder. Zayn tried climbing up the ladder at one point, and I loved Sami Zayn hiding a lot of this match. Like, I'm going to hide. Over here, no one can see me. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, opportunity, sneak in. I loved the way Sammy was used in this match. It was so perfect for Sammy Zayn. Tried climbing the ladder, and uh, Madcap Moss cut him off. Omos slowly tried to climb the ladder, but Moss and McIntyre cut him off. Theory then sent him to the floor. Jamison Riddle attacked Omos with a bunch of ladders at ringside. Everybody then worked together to try to bury Omos with ladders until, well, Sheamus broke the plan and started hitting everybody else with the ladder. You know, they're like, oh, well, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, snap. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold the phone. Look at this. Look at this. Show goes off the air, right? Pat McAfee gets attacked after smack or after the show by Baron Corbin. And then they go to the UFC show. Pat goes to UFC with Vince, Stephanie, and Hunter. Wearing a neck brace. Oh my God, I gotta love Pat McAfee in character at the UFC show. Holy schmikes. Holy schnikes. If you didn't hear, after the show went off the air, Corbin came down and attacked Pat McAfee, gave him an end of days. I think it was the end of days on the floor. Pat then goes with Stephanie, Vince, and Hunter to the UFC show wearing a freaking neck brace. You gotta love to see Pat going all in. Oh my goodness. You got to love to see it. That was just sent to me. Oh my God. You gotta love Pat sticking in character. Oh my God. How, oh, wow. Also the main event of the UFC show starting right now. It's about to start right now. But back to the match. Uh, Rollins, Zayn, and Sheamus climbed up some ladders in the ring. Theory knocked them all down. He was in alone at the top. The fans were booing before Madcap Moss came down and pulled them off. Then he hit him with a 
and you you can't really blame Madcap for not getting the most out of this followaway slam. It was a really weird looking followaway slam, but because there were so many ladders in the ring, he couldn't walk far enough out of the corner. So he really had to like short throw Austin Theory. The Theory landed more on his like side and shoulder than his back from the followaway slam, which okay, again, too many ladders in the ring. He couldn't really find the range and the spot to throw him hard. So no problem. No problem with that. Wasn't a botched move. I saw people go, oh, Medcap botched that follow slam. No, he didn't. He just didn't have enough move to fully chuck him. So, uh, Zane ends up on the top rope as Moss set up a ladder, like a bridge across the bottom rope in the corner. Zane then jumped over Moss and tried to climb up another ladder. Moss caught Sammy and gave him a very powerful, painful-looking powerbomb on the little ladder bridge. Sheamus then jumps in and goes for a bro kick, but Riddle moves out of the way. He then hit a draping DDT using a ladder. Riddle then runs wild and hit a floating bro off basically the top of the ladder. I can't remember if he was at the top or like the second rung. But he jumps, floating bro off the top onto everybody. Awesome looking spot. Awesome looking spot. Omos finally recovers and starts beating everybody down. Sheamus then caught Omos with the bro kick. Zane followed this up with the haluva kick and Riddle locked on a triangle or uh, Moss threw Omos out. McIntyre then rocked Omos with a Glasgow kiss, and Rollins even gave him a stomp. Then Sheamus, McIntyre, Zane, Moss, Rollins, they all worked together, and they powerbombed Omos through the announce table. Again, they did a really good job making Omos look like a threat, even though we knew there's no chance Omos is winning. So as we move forward, McIntyre traps Sheamus under a ladder and starts climbing. Butch, oh buddy Butch, then runs down, and Pat goes, who let Butch out of his cage? Who let Butch loose? Butch runs up the ladder, jumps on McIntyre's back, and just keeps climbing. McIntyre just keeps climbing. Finally, Sheamus rocks McIntyre with a knee. Sheamus then tried to climb with McIntyre trapped under the ladder. McIntyre then basically just bench presses the ladder with Sheamus on it. Sheamus falls off. He then Claymore's Butch. Butch, you're dead. Love the Butch cameo. Gotta love it. Sheamus and McIntyre then fought on top of a ladder briefly before Zane pushed over the ladder. They then uh, they landed on the second on a second ladder that was in the corner. Zane climbs up, but Moss pushes him off. Rollins then pushed over the ladder, and Moss took a nasty fall. Like Moss took a Hard, weird-looking fall here. Riddle set, it for, uh, set up on a second ladder, and Rollins knocks him off. Rollins. Uh, no. Yeah, Rollins knocked off Riddle and tries to grab the briefcase but can't quite get it before Riddle climbs right back up, grabs Seth, and hits him with an RKO off the ladder, or as we all know it as, oh, a super RKO! Just like Pat said, that's not an RKO call, that's a super RKO call! Massive, massive pop from the live crowd. Riddle then slowly goes to climb up. He's got his hands up on the briefcase. I go, they're doing it. They're doing it. Riddle's gonna, Riddle's gonna. Whoa. All of a sudden, Theory pushes Riddle off. Theory pushes Riddle off. Nobody else around. I said, oh my, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Ring, ding, 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 Theory wins money in the bank. The place loses their shit. They're not in a good way, booing, Theory winning. But if you really think about it, once Theory got added to this match, this was literally the only outcome they had. This literally was the only outcome they had once Theory was added to the match. Theory celebrates, as Pat McAfee predicts. Will we see Theory cash in at money in or cash in his money in the bank briefcase at SummerSlam? Will Theory cash in and money in the bank or at SummerSlam after both Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns presumably get knocked out and hurt and damaged and beat the heck up. Well, Theory is Mr. Money in the Bank. And we'll learn on Monday what all that means and what direction that may be going as SummerSlam is only one, two, three, four weeks away. There's four Raws and four SmackDowns before SummerSlam. That, that, ladies and gentlemen, 
was Money in the Bank. And for the most part, really dang good show. I enjoyed it so much that there are a few matches, like I said, that I would go back and watch for sure. That tag team match, oh my God, is that match amazing. Was that match just not the best? And the Men's Money in the Bank ladder match was really good as well. But with that, that's what I thought of Money in the Bank. Now it's time to hear what you guys thought of the 2022 edition of Money in the Bank. Remember, you can let me know by texting in to 510-906-1341. But not only texting in, you can also call in to 510-906-1341. Again, you could text or call in to 510-906-1341. If we get any calls, we will take them. But if not, we'll just look at the text messages. We've got a couple of them. But before all of that, well, I go to the polls. As far as the Twitch poll does go, 93% liked this show with 7% on Twitch thinking it was just all right. Before we go to the rest of the polls, let's take this call really fast. Caller, you're on the air. What's going on? How'd you like Money in the Bank? Caller, you're on the air. What's going on? Going once, going twice. That was loud and you're gone. So we'll keep that up. We'll see if anyone else tries to call. If that was you and you, some reason it wasn't working right, try calling again. As far as the Twitter poll does go. Um, let's try this call again. It's the same person. They're calling again. Let's see. Caller, you're on the air. What'd you think of Money in the Bank? Caller going once. Going twice. Gone. I'm going to take that call again if they're just trolling now. Um, as far as the Twitter poll does go, 70% liked the show. 20% thought it was just all right. And 10% did not like Money in the Bank. And finally, the YouTube community poll. Da, 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 da. Over 700 people voted. 62% liked the show, 27% thought I was just all right, and 11% did not like Money in the Bank. Some of the comments here, um, it was okay, Street Profits versus Usos, Match of the Night, the Women's Ladder Match sucked, Ronda versus Natty, sorry, we're not reading all that, because the Women's Ladder Match did not suck, it did not. Um, This person says, hope Vince takes that rocket, he's strapped to theory, and still, never, I'm not going to read that one. Says the show was above average. The ending of the men's ladder match just stunk up the joint, and theory winning was very stupid. Not in no pun intended, not in theory. If they can play this right, I think theory winning could be great because A, theory ain't getting the belt. I honestly think that they wanted this year a successful cash in and a failed cash in. I had heard something along those lines of one person's gonna gonna cash in the other person's gonna fail their cash in so theory being a failed cash in is perfectly fine if that's the route they go because i did hear earlier this week only one of these people winning money in the bank is going to be successful at least that was a early plan earlier this week earlier this week one of the plans was one one success one fails eventually so does theory come out at SummerSlam thinking you know say roman beats brock he thinks, oh, Roman's so beat up from the Brock match, and then Roman spears him and pins him, retains the title. Could Theory be a failure? I think so. I think so, and it's like a lot of people are go, well, that's dumb anyways. Not necessarily. The person doesn't have to win every single time. Baron Corbin didn't successfully cash in. John Cena didn't successfully cash in. Damian Sandow didn't successfully cash in. Give me one second. I need to check something really fast. Um, um, all right, so that is working. The person just... We're going to try this caller one more time. We're going to try this caller one more time. Caller on the air. What would you think of Money in the Bank? Going once. Going twice. That was loud. You're done. Your number has been blocked. Now that's just a troll. As far as text messages do go, 
person here says, when Seth cashes in his briefcase, does he cash in for one or both? Well, hey, bud, did you watch the show? Seth Rollins didn't win. What? Who's going to text me when Seth cashes in his briefcase? What briefcase? Seth didn't win the Money in the Bank briefcase. Theory did. says just want to congratulate Liv this is her week beating Alexa on Raw leading her team to victory on Smackdown winning the woman's money in the bank and becoming Smackdown women's champion after cashing in on Ronda Chris says what are your thoughts on Liv Morgan becoming the new Smackdown women's champion in theory becoming Mr. Money in the Bank I already gave my thoughts I think Liv winning awesome I think it's kind of dumb that the women keep cashing in so quickly but hey however it works it works no woman has failed their cash in thus far no woman has ever failed their cash-in. Even, even Asuka, who didn't have to cash-in, won money in the bank and then was given the belt. And this person says, WWE title match for Cena and Theory. Well, Theory ain't getting that belt. I'm going to say, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll put money down The Theory doesn't successfully cash-in. And this person says, I hope Bobby makes the U.S. title good again. I hope they continue to give Liv a good run with the title. Cena and Theory at Mania for the title. Well, no, not, not Cena Theory. Also, what do you mean by give Liv a good run? Continue to give Liv a good run. Hmm? Liv's run's just starting. Never had a run with the belt before. So say continue to give Liv a good run with the title makes no sense because she's never had a run with the belt before. Uh, Mr. Bang says, who took the longest to cash in their money in the bank in WWE history? Women was Carmella. As far as the men do go. Good question. We can look that up really fast. Um, as far as the men do go, Money in the Bank briefcase. Let's see. Um, Money in the Bank. Bank winners. Um, I think it's Seth, but I could be wrong. Let's see. Got a list here. Let's go through and see. Um, doesn't tell me how long they took to cash in. Um, uh, yeah, this doesn't say. How long they took to cash in though. Let's see, hold on. Maybe we can do some math here. Because Carmella for sure took the longest. Carmella took the longest. But as far as let's see, so Edge was by August, September, October, November, December, January. See, Edge was seven months, eight, nine months, and maybe the longest, nine months. Um, RVD was three months. Edge was two months on his second one. CM Punk, three months. CM Punk, three months. Jack Swagger, the same day. No, a couple days later. Kane, I believe, was the same night. Miz. Six months. Alberto was four months. Daniel Bryan, about six months. John Cena, three months. Dolph, maybe the longest. Dolph may be the longest, actually. Okay, hold on. So Dolph won his money in the bank. Do the math here really fast. Dolph won his... No, wrong one. Golf won in July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April. So Edge and Dolph are both eight months, nine months. Those are the two longest that I can see here. Uh, Seth, hold on. When was Seth's? 14. Seth was... August. 
So yeah, Seth was also about nine months. So those are the longest. Those are nine months. The longest is nine months. Edge, Seth, and Dolph. But with that, guys, that's my thoughts on the 2022 Money in the Bank pay-per-view. I want to say thank you for joining me here. If you watch live, twitch.tv forward slash Unlimited, Or if you watch later on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash ProWrestlingUnlimited. Or on podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, iHeart, Google, Apple, and so many more. So with that, guys, have a great night. We'll be back for Monday, Monday Night Raw and the Wrestling Wrap-Up. Have a good one. Have a good 4th of July. Actually, the Raw review will be Tuesday morning. We'll still have the wrap-up Monday morning. So I'll, I'll keep you guys updated on all that. But no Raw review Monday night. It will be Tuesday morning. So with that, have a great night, guys, and I'll see you next time.